The national debt of the United States is approaching a staggering $32 trillion. To a greater or lesser extent, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia have their own debt problems, as do most nations. Why are our nations so heavily indebted? How did our world get into this financial quagmire? But what about you? How are you doing? Are you among the many living paycheck to paycheck, fearing what the future holds for you? Everywhere, inflation is squeezing personal budgets. But do you realize that the God of creation wants you to prosper? Now, don't take my word for it. Believe the words of Jesus Christ as found in John the 10th chapter and verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. While that abundant life applies to far more than your pocketbook, that is certainly included. So how does he give you a more abundant life? Is it only the forgiveness of sin or is there more to it? On today's Tomorrow's World program, I'll give you one law of God that affects you as an individual and our nations as a whole. I'll also be offering you what is our least offered booklet, so be sure to have writing material available to take down our contact information. Now stay tuned, as I'll be right back to discuss one law of God that contributes to a more abundant life. A warm welcome to all of you from all of us here at Tomorrow's World, where today I'll be discussing a law that contributes to an abundant life. When Jesus said he came to give us life more abundantly, he was speaking in a broad sense. He came to show us a better way of life, one that avoids the heartache brought about when we break God's laws. Contrary to what many think, he did not come to do away with God's immutable laws. As he said in Matthew, the fifth chapter and verse 17, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. But he also came to remove the stain of sin through his sacrifice, freeing us from the guilt of past sins. He also brought good news of the coming kingdom of God, giving purpose to our lives. All this leads to a more abundant life. God gave our first parents a choice between two ways of life, symbolized by two trees. The fruit of one would lead to wonderful blessings resulting in life, but the fruit of the other to curses, ending in death. These two trees are introduced in Genesis, the second chapter in verse nine, but let's pick it up in verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. This one prohibited tree was symbolic of man choosing for himself to determine good and evil, right from wrong. But God did not stop him from making that disastrous decision. As you likely know, Adam and Eve chose to disobey. And the result? They were kicked out of a beautiful garden paradise where food was plentiful and life would be pleasant. Instead, they were doomed to hardship, suffering, and death. Sadly, their children, including you and me, have made the same choice, rejecting God's revelation and determining for ourselves right and wrong and experiencing the same results. 
God reminded the nation of Israel of this choice in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, beginning in verse 15. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. He summed it up in verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. That choice would appear to be, as they call it, a no-brainer. But if so, why is the majority of mankind choosing death? America was once the greatest creditor nation in the world but today is the greatest debtor nation. Why? There are invisible laws that if followed bring prosperity, but if broken bring financial disaster. To the nation of Israel, God declared in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. God next gave a long list of curses that would come upon them for disobedience. Among them we read in verses 43 and 44, the alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Long-time viewers of tomorrow's world know that we do not shy away from the truth. We show from the Bible what few seem to realize. We go against the grain by teaching the Seventh-day Sabbath and the biblical holy days rather than the pagan observances with the name of Christ blasphemously attached to them. But there's one law that we practice that we almost never mention on this telecast, the law of tithing. The reason should be obvious. We follow Jesus' command in Matthew 10 and verse 8, freely you have received, freely give. That's why all our resources are given away free of charge. We pay for the phone calls, the postage, and the resources you request. I think you know our program is different. We refuse to merchandise off the Word of God, so to avoid even the appearance of contradicting our sincere desire to give the truth free of charge, we generally avoid the biblical subject of tithing. However, when the Apostle Paul gathered the Ephesian elders together, he explained in Acts the 20th chapter, and verse 20, I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. And then in verse 27, he said, For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. The law of tithing is part of the whole counsel of God. It's taught in the Old Testament and affirmed by Jesus. God wants what is best for us, for for that to happen, we must choose His way of love and outgoing concern rather than the selfish get way of life. 
Part of that way of life is found in Matthew, the 23rd chapter, and verse 23. There, Jesus criticized the Pharisees for meticulously counting out seeds and leaves to tithe, but neglected how they treated others. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These ought you to have done without leaving the others undone. Yes, justice, mercy, and faith are weightier matters than meticulously counting every tenth seed. But note that Jesus said, without leaving the others, that is tithing, undone. Are we here at tomorrow's world to leave out that law when instructing in righteousness? We want everyone to know that we do not request donations from the public. Everything we have is given away free of charge. The call center we use instructs their operators not to ask for, not even to hint for donations when you call for our materials. But we will do as Paul did, teach the whole counsel of God, including God's law of tithing. And the whole counsel of God includes the commandment against stealing, either from your neighbor or from God. Where you pay your tithe is your decision. So if you're interested in learning more about God's law of tithing, be sure to call or go to our website, twtv.org tithe, to order your free copy of God's People Tithe. And when I come back after this short break, I'll explain why obeying God's law of tithing should be important to you. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531. Or go to TWTV.org slash tithe. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, six inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org tithe. On today's Tomorrow's World program, I'm discussing the subject of choosing life how the subject of tithing is part of that choice, and why it should be important to you. As we've already seen, our first parents chose to trust their own judgment rather than that of their Creator. We've also seen that God laid out to Israel the same choice in the simplest of terms. How they chose would have radically different results, as seen in Deuteronomy the 30th chapter and verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. While God left it up to them to choose, He urged them to make the right choice, life and blessings. Even though obedience was for their own good, God moaned that mankind did not have the heart to obey Him. We see this in Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter and verse 29. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments. 
that it might be well with them and with their children forever. The commandments he referred to were clearly the Ten Commandments as they're listed just before this statement. And one of those commands says, you shall not steal. Now James tells us we're not to pick and choose which commandments to keep and which ones to ignore. He clearly referred to the Ten Commandments when he wrote the following in James the second chapter, beginning in verse 10. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. Choosing life means choosing God's revealed way of life. Here at Tomorrow's World, we teach the whole counsel of God, which includes all the laws of God. But one law we rarely speak of to the public is the law of tithing. That's because we want everyone to know that we do not sell our materials. We depend on living Church of God members and coworkers who have personally chosen of their own will to support this work with their tithes and offerings. But how can we in good conscience not tell you, our viewers, if you are sinning when Isaiah commands us in Isaiah the 58th chapter and verse one, cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. And again, one of the Ten Commandments is, you shall not steal. Most people understand that we're not to steal from our neighbors. But is it a lesser sin to steal from God? Too many reason, well, God understands. Yes, he does, dear friends. But do we? Malachi asks in chapter 3 and verse 8, Will a man rob God? Now that's a simple enough question. Surely we would never do that, or would we? Read on. Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? God's answer, in tithes and offerings. Just as then people reason around God's laws today. I cannot emphasize enough that all our resources are sent free of charge. We pay for the phone call, the postage, and the specific items you request. And as all our longtime viewers know, we do not hit you up for donations. This does not mean that we fail to teach the whole counsel of God. This does not mean that we don't cry aloud and spare not and show our nations our sins. This does not mean we teach against robbing our neighbor, but fail to teach what it means to rob from God. We give you the truth and you can do with it as you choose but I strongly urge you to obey God's laws, all of them. But only you can determine whether to tithe and where to pay it. Now, why do I say pay? I'll explain in the next portion of this program. But I want to remind those of you who choose to learn more about biblical tithing to call our toll-free number to order your free copy of God's People Tithe. Or you can order it online at twtv.org tithe. As I mentioned earlier, this is our least advertised and least requested booklet. After this 15-second break, I'll explain why we are to pay our tithes. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. Call now, 
or go to twtv.org tithe. Welcome back. Before that short break, I said I would explain why we are to pay our tithes rather than merely give them. We are here not because of blind evolution, but because there is a God in heaven who has created all things. This universe, this solar system, this marvelous planet on which we live, including the air we breathe, the water we drink, even the dirt beneath our feet, are all the result of God's creation. We literally owe everything to Him. As King David wrote in Psalm 24 and verse 1, The earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Or as we read in Psalm 50, verses 10 through 12, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. Everything was created by God. We owe Him our very existence. Now consider, if you're renting an apartment or house, you must pay the landlord. It's not a matter of giving, but paying for the privilege to live in His property. In like manner, God gives us a beautiful home, but commands us to pay 10% for our food, shelter, clothing, and luxuries. No matter how rich or poor, the percent is the same. When you think about it, that's a pretty good deal. But think further. God and only God has the power to extend our lives for eternity. But He tells us we must choose His way, not our own. However, it's not eternal life only that He offers. He offers us a better life today, blessings of all kinds rather than curses. As we read in Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, and in verse 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. As we read earlier, Jesus declared, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And the apostle John wrote in his third letter in verse two, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Yes, God wants us to prosper. He wants us to obey all his laws because he knows it is the way to blessings in this life and ultimately to eternal life. God gives us time on this earth to choose the tree of life, his revealed way of love and outgoing concern over the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the way of human reason that is directed by Satan the devil. A rich young man came to Jesus one day with an important question. We read of it in Matthew, the 19th chapter, and in verse 16. Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus responded by telling him to keep the commandments. The young man asked, which ones? And Jesus responded by listing several of the Ten Commandments, including the prohibition against stealing. Now, continuing in verse 20, the young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? It was then that Jesus got to the core of the man's problem. He was violating the spirit of the first commandment because his wealth was being placed ahead of God. And he was breaking the spirit or intent of the 10th commandment against coveting. 
This became evident when Jesus told him to sell all that he had and to give it to the poor. Now understand, this is not intended to be a command for everyone. Only those who trust in their riches above trusting in God, as shown in the parallel account found in Mark the 10th chapter and in verse 24. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. The whole Bible shows that God is not against you prospering. And in fact, God promises to bless those who obey his commandment on tithing. And I'll show you that in the last portion of this program. But please do not misunderstand. This is neither an appeal for support nor a promotion of a health and wealth gospel. If that's what you're looking for, you'll have to go elsewhere. But here at Tomorrow's World, we simply teach the whole counsel of God. We teach all ten of the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath command, the commandment against worshiping God with idols, and so much more. And the whole counsel of God includes a commandment against stealing, either from your neighbor or from God. So if you're interested in learning more about God's law of tithing, be sure to call or go to our website, twtv.org tithe, to order your free copy of God's People Tithe. And when I come back, I'll show you the promise God gives to the tithe payer. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531 or go to twtv.org tithe. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, six inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org tithe. Before the break, I said I would show you the promise God gives to the tithe payer. God spoke through Malachi to a cynical, argumentative, self-justifying people when he asked the question, will a man rob God? The answer was that they were doing so by not paying their tithes, what we might view as their just rent on God's beautiful earth. As a result, he said there in Malachi, the third chapter, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Is it any wonder why our nation struggle financially? Is it any wonder why so many individuals struggle financially? Do we really think we can rob from God and not suffer the consequences? Now I know some think they cannot afford to tithe, but can they afford not to tithe? Remember what Jesus said were the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith? 
The Bible refers to Abraham as the father of the faithful in Romans 4.16. In addition to other acts of faith, we are first introduced to tithing in Genesis, the 14th chapter, and verses 19 and 20. When Abram set the example of giving a tithe to God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, that is Abram, gave him Melchizedek a tithe of all. Do you have the faith of Abraham? One who did was a widow in the days of Elijah. She was down to her last meal when she chose to put God first. Notice how Jesus praised her for her faith. Luke the fourth chapter and verses 25 and 26. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. You can read this inspiring story of faith in 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. I hope you'll do that, 1 Kings 17. Today's offer, God's People Tithe, contains important information and biblical references that I haven't had time to cover on today's program, such as what is and is not tithable income. But as with all that we offer, it's up to you what you do with it. But whatever else you come away with from this program, please know that all our resources are given out absolutely free of charge with no obligation. And so that no one misunderstands, as all our longtime followers know, this is our least offered resource. Frankly, I cannot remember the last time, if ever, that we here at Tomorrow's World offered God's people tithe on this telecast. If you'd like to learn more about the whole counsel of God and about the abundant life Jesus said he came to bring, be sure to come back again next time when evangelist Richard Ames, Wallace Smith, Rod McNair, and I bring you more good news from the pages of the Bible. See you next time. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531. Or go to TWTV.org slash tithe. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God. Do you have the feeling our world is going in the wrong direction? A very bad direction? Where can you turn to make sense of a world that is spinning out of control? Tomorrow's World exposes the truth and reveals the real reasons behind today's news. And it just brings a peace of mind that I just really need in this time. Tomorrow's World magazine makes sense of today's chaos, looking at history, science, and current events through the pages of the Bible. The magazine has been very impactful for me to discern the biblical aspect of what is being said as opposed to a right or a left view. And I think that's important and you don't really get that anywhere else. The magazine doesn't tell me what to think, it guides me to a deeper understanding. And for us, it's really about the hope. The nice thing is that the subscription is free. 
The magazine often asks questions that I've never even thought to ask myself. It helps me be a better person. It's really nice that we have a magazine that we can trust. Join over 450,000 loyal readers and enjoy peace of mind knowing what's ahead. In times like these, we need real answers. Clarity, not confusion, and truth instead of lies. Jesus commands, freely you have received, freely give. So every subscription is completely free. Visit twmagazine.org to get yours now.